you know, <clears throat> we we do met, we do work and, and manufacture uh, different density targets, a different density from the bismuth and the tungsten too. But when you look at the waterfowl market, steel's king. Steel's number one, right? And because that's what we make the most of, and that's what most people buy, because of cost effectiveness, like you talked about. So, yeah, for as much as those are there, we still got to make sure we get a good steel load that meets the guy who who buys. He buys two or three flats a year duck hunt, right? Because he shoots a lot. So, we've loaded more steel this year than I, I can remember in a long time. Um, that's good stuff, right? So, um, we're, we're going to see. You're going to see more Remington waterfowl steel loads and on the shelf you will welcome to the remington podcast where we take a deep dive into all things ammunition i'm your host audrey mays and today we're sitting down with research and development engineer and shotgun enthusiast colt lloyd shot shell product manager and longtime waterfowler ronnie evans and director of marketing and our resident upland game hunter joel hodgton we have a new product to talk about the nitro steel duplex load. If you're thinking that sounds familiar, you may be onto something. Remington duplex was available years ago and we're bringing it back. Let's talk about the history behind the shot shell. Um, we're bringing back a load that Remington kind of coined the term for duplex, right? So can you tell me a little bit about the history of a duplex load? So yeah, it was the first attempt that this company made at dual size shot in one round right so and the thought process there was the same similar as what it is today uh, about effective range pellet counts uh multiple species that type of thing there right so uh that was a thought process then obviously most of everything we had back then was in two and three quarter we was running around 1200 feet per second um uh but once you know it was a good thought it really was it was kind of a little ahead of its time maybe you know when you think about it so so we get ready to talk about, you know, Remington wants to be bigger in the waterfowl market, right? We've always made steel loads and things, but we've never been just the biggest players what we wanted to be. So we got to thinking, how do we make a splash? How do we get back in there? So, you know, we had this load once before. We just took this load and uh, made it better, right? So we went to three inch, ounce and a quarter, uh, running up 1,450 feet per second, which is fast, right? That's and And then... What we're seeing from patterns uh, from Coles and them testing their or Colts testing they're doing has Come on been now. it's pretty. <laughs> I call you a lot of other things, but we'll, we'll leave it to Colt, right? <laughs> so, um, but from from the initial shootings and stuff, he's saying is is pretty remarkable uh, in my opinion. Um, you know, there's ways that um, you can influence a pattern of a shot shell without the choke tube, right? So you think of buffering, you think of the watt itself, uh, the velocity. There's those things that play a big part of how the shot reacts. So what the thing I think we're seeing is generally when you have a faster, a higher velocity, you actually see the, the pattern get lost. We're not seeing that with this, which is wonderful, right? Um, but the, the, the fact is you've got two, you got a 50-50 shot blend. And one is a couple of sizes smaller than the other. It's like the shot is buffering itself. And when that does that, they were keeping a much consistent, denser pattern at, at the 40-yard mark, right, with a lot more pellets. So it's, it's quite remarkable what we're seeing. And, you know, you was there when we shot the gelatin blocks. You know, I'll, I'll be the first to tell you because of 
I've been duck hunting. I'm 51 years old, so I've duck hunted a while. And I can remember, man, you had to have twos. You had to have, you know, you start getting in fours. Shots getting a little, that's getting a little small. When we shot the sixes, the two by six, and I saw at 30 yards that six shot go into ballistic gelatin three inches deep, duck ain't got a chance. They ain't got a chance at all. It it even convinced me, the guy who was one like, this is what we need to bring out, it convinced me more, this is some bad stuff. This is this is the ticket. So I envision the guy that's standing in floated timber, and he's got a 30, maybe a 40-yard shot. With two by six, improved cylinder, he's going to put out a nice pattern of some size, and he's going to have so many pellets in there that it's <laughs> a big mouth of Drake ain't got a chance. Yeah, I remember when we were out there looking at it, you could see the wall between the two and the six or the Very two and the four. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Yeah, we saw the two shot go about five inches deep and the six shot went three inches deep. That was, you know, well, a complete pass through on a duck is around probably five inches. Yeah, tops. Yep. So you got two shot running plumb through him and then you got six shot just loading him up. Yeah, it's that's a dead duck. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Have you seen anything pretty drastic in your testing, Colt? I mean, yeah. Um, probably the thing that, like you said, it's kind of buffering itself. But I think the thing that we didn't really realize it was going to do is like, even with your just steel shot, you know, a six would pattern worse than a BB. And I think what we're seeing here, too, is that the, the larger shot size, which is coming out of the barrel first, is almost like... Um, it's almost taking some of like the uh it's like the six is drafting off the twos which is why you're also not seeing it spread out as much and i mean we we didn't get there overnight and we tried a bunch of different stuff sure you know we we started with a little bit i think the first thing we started with the steel bismuth combo and we didn't some of those patterns weren't weren't great and how we ended up here you know we just i mean we tried different wads and everything and it's just i'd i'd 100 shoot it and i mean i I'm excited to get it out this season. I mean, yeah, I think I think people who use this are going to be really, really pleased. I really, I really think so. Except when they clean the duck. They got, yeah, there's a lot of there's a bunch of pellets in there. Right? Them out. I'll yeah. be there with That's my right. magnet going. Yeah. 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 <laughs> hey, yep. Yep. We're really excited for this new nitro steel duplex load. Not only does it pay homage to Remington's historical ingenuity, but it also will be a game changer in the field this year. Let's talk a little bit about what you're going to see on the shelf and dive into how this load came to be. So it's October. We've got nitrosyl duplex coming out off the loader, going to shelf now for hunting season. Um, Ronnie, you mentioned two by six. So, so what kinds of loads do we have? What options? Well, we're going to start with the, the first two we're introducing is the two by four and the two by six, right? And then we also got a BB by two and a BB by four coming out next year, which will be by it'd be ready for waterfowl season twenty four. Got it. So all twelve gauge to start. Well, yes, we're all we're starting twelve gauge, all three inch ounce and a quarters. Okay, right. All, all steel. All steel. One hundred percent steel. Yeah. steel. Yeah. Um, but obviously, we are looking at sub gauge stuff, right? That's that is such a especially the twenty gauge and not dabbling twenty eight yet, but uh, the twenty gauge. There's a lot of lot of interest around that, so be looking for that as well. Probably, I'm thinking of three different loads for that right now, all three-inch stuff. Probably one-ounce, you know, one-ounce load. So I'm thinking some stuff there. Probably three different loads on that. 12 and 20, natural steel duplex. And, Colt, you mentioned we tested at Remington 
some duplex steel loads as well as business steel combo. I know other folks have tungsten steel combos. Talk about when you're selecting a, a new load like this and developing that shell, what are you looking for with those shot materials? First, you're starting out, you know, steel's the least dense. So if you can get, you know, business a little bit more dense than than steel, and then you got you take another step up to, you know, your tungsten. You know, tungsten's right about what lead used to be, what what the original duplex actually was. So you're there, and then, you know, you can take a step farther with the TSS. So, you know, you start with, you know, we want to have the best performance. So you start with, you have to at least use steel. You can't use lead anymore. So can we mix in some of this, maybe bismuth? Maybe we go up to tungsten. But you also have to balance a price point, you know? A lot of your, a lot of us, like, I can't afford to go shoot just straight tungsten. Sure, like, yeah. It's <laughs> not, not cheap. It's good. Stuff ain't it's cheap, not cheap, but, yeah. Um, so it's like... I did a little bit kind of market research on like, well, you know, you could do a blend of steel and tungsten. Would you want to do 50-50? Would you want to do 70-30? Um, and just kind of started with, you know, what kind of performance can you get? Where does it hit on, you know, is this something that everybody's going to be able to afford to hunt? You know, because we, I mean, we want to target, we want to target to where everybody can go out and go out and buy this and it's not going to break the bank. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I did a little bit with the steel and bismuth okay. and the, your, your price jump to go to bismuth is just a little bit less than going to the tungsten, but with the tungsten, you get so much better patterns. So that's where we kind of, we've been kind of talking about maybe in the future doing like a steel tungsten combo. Cause you get so much better perform, so much more bang for your buck. And it's the same principle, right? It's you have that that smaller steel shot size to get a denser pattern closer up. And then you have that larger size shot to retain energy further out, hit further out, you know, and, and down a potentially a farther shot, right? Well, still penetrate. And, and when you go to tungsten, you know, since it does have that increased density, you can go down so you don't have to use twos or fours. You can maybe go down to six shot tungsten. Um, you, so you get more pellet in your pattern. Okay. Well, a lot of turkey shells these days are using tungsten, and I know yeah, we have our premier TSS. Seven to nines, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, but yeah, I'm 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 with with Colter. If if you take if you take the the more dense stuff, you go down in shot size. Well, automatically that takes your pellet count up. And when the higher the pellet count, even our steel or or this either one, more higher pellet count, more more pellets on target. I like your chances, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And are the is the new duplex loads? They're still using the unibodies, the waterproof, the Remington so wads. The, what are you using? So they're they're a for all of our waterfowl. We're a three piece wad. Um, it's still going to be a it's going to be a high base cap. However, this one is going to have a black oxide cap mm-hmm. along with an olive green bob, body. So you've got you know you're sitting out there in the water and the sun's coming up. You're not having that your uh, cap shining, giving something for the ducks to see. It's kind of low low profile kind of blends in with your camo. Um, but I mean, it's using just typical Remington components for waterfowl. Gotcha. Plus the black oxide. Mm-hmm. And Colt, you guys tested the wad to make sure. So this is the same wad as nitro steel. It's that the same. Folks might have shot before. Okay. Yeah. But we, I mean, we tried several different wads and this is kind of where along the, along the path, this is where we ended up with our best performance and best patterns. Yeah. When you, when you look at our regular nitro steel, it, it has a real good pattern. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you, We've done some competitive testing over the year against other pro- other competitors and with our products to theirs. And then that nitro steel has always patterned well, and it has to be the influence of that watt, right? 
um, that would be something a little different from everybody else. So it's not a it's not a fancy wad. It just works, right? Sometimes simpler is better. And we can use that in any kind of choke tube that you might be running. Uh, yeah, you know, um, yeah, you can run your stock choke tubes, or or you can even you know talk to some aftermarket people and. You know, we're hoping to have some information out on that pretty soon about, hey, these are the choke tube companies we've worked with and said, this choke tube works this works the best with this duplex load. So, you know, that's what we want to give the, the consumer that as well. And that's that's a little that'll require a little work from us, but I think I think it makes maybe their choice of an aftermarket choke tube a little easier for them if they're gonna shoot this product. So gives us pride to serve the hunting community because we are hunters and we know that versatility is the name of the game for a good shot shell load. Let's talk about what this new nitro steel duplex load brings to the table. So what kind of duck hunting are we recommending this duplex shell for? With that kind of, you know, those two sizes of shot, we mentioned a two by six, two by four, you know, are you taking this on on a teal hunt, something smaller, or are you taking it later season, Canada's? What, what do y'all recommend? So that's where I'd say your two by six. I mean, it could be a, it's probably more, more like a timber load, but you can, it would also fit real well into like a teal season oh, kind of definitely. load. That two by four, it's kind of a versatile. I mean, you can use it in the timber, you can use it in the fields. Uh, I mean, the two by four is kind of what I'm going to lean toward using because I hunt in a field. So, I mean, it gets you a little bit, six is that distance, you know, it, you know, get out to 50 yards, they're starting to lose some of that energy. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, I agree with what he's saying. And then you move over to the BB by twos and BB by fours. Um, if if I'm hunting in a rice field or hunting in a field period and I know I've got specs in the area, I'm taking those because – Something a little heavier. Yeah, yep. you go. Mm-hmm. A little bigger pellet. And if I got a chance to at a spec, I know I've got what I need to get it taken care of, right? But I also know that ducks don't – I got ducks too. It's a versatile load that will work at – Multiple ranges on multiple species. That's what we're after. Kind of one shell to do it all is I the think, idea, uh, right? Yeah, I believe everything yep. in that, right? So, um, but yeah, that, that, that two, I mean, again, like I've said, the two by six and the two by four, that just screams, I'm standing next to, and flooded timber, I'm standing next to a tree. I've got 30 to 35 yard shots. This is this is what that load was made for. And, and again, the teal season, right? So smaller bird, denser patterns, it just makes sense. Arkansas flooded timber. Oh man! I mean, best in the world. Yep, none, none better. You know, I've said this. I'll say it again. You go to Colorado to elk hunt. You go to South Dakota to pheasant hunt. You come to Arkansas to duck hunt. That's how it works. Would would a duplex load maybe not nitrous steel, but would would there be any benefit in having it in a turkey load? So there is some of our competitors has made that right. Sure. Um, possibly, I I will tell you in my. Humble opinion. When TSS come onto the market, you have reached the pinnacle that is of a the turkey top, load. The tippy top. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know how you I don't know how you get any better than that. You know, could you could you do multiple shot sizes than that? Sure you could. Um, but you know, you're stretching. I mean, we've got guys that's we've got confirmed kills of turkeys at sixty yards with a fourteen. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nuts. Yeah. I mean, that's nuts. Well, yeah. So what else do you need? I, if you, So you have to start asking yourself, what's my ability of a turkey hunter if I can't get him inside that? Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So long-range turkey hunting, maybe not the best thing. So, But no, I, I, think, I think we do see the duplex thought process or, or system 
Uh, if I was going pheasant hunting and I was going somewhere where it's where it's no lead only, I mean, no lead, and on some government property, two by six would be, my, be what I'd take. The two by six duplex at this point is what I would take. Now, we've got some other stuff we're looking at down the road that I think would fit real good into that line, right? But definitely a good pheasant load. That's a cool idea. I'm an upland guy, as you guys know. And I mean, you might have that that pheasant shot where you're basically stepping on them yep. or your dog picks up a point right in front of you and you got to make a five-yard shot. Or you might have that bird that breaks when you're 20 yards behind him and he's yep. classic trap shot, right? That up and away, off he goes. So you kind of need a, almost two different sizes of shot to be able to do that sometimes. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you get on sure enough real wild birds, they'll get up at 45 yards, 40 to 45 yards oh, yeah. from me, especially if you've moved on into the season. They've been hunted. They educate pretty good, right? And then you have those windy days where the winds hit you in the face and they get up and come over your head so fast that, you know, you, you, you're, you've got a range in that time. Mm-hmm. You've got a shot that could be as close as 15 yards, and the next shot before you get around on him again, he's 40 yards because of the wind. So the, 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 duplex, the duplex has its place in a lot of different circumstances. Well, and, and shoot, you know, sometimes you're out hunting pheasants and you might hit that covey of quail, or yep. you might bust something else up a little bit closer. So I think that's a cool idea. Um, I took some bismuth out last year on a pheasant hunt, and that was – that was a lot of fun. That's oh, yeah. good stuff. Yeah. 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 It works well. The dual shot sizes in nitro steel duplex are what makes this a great load for bringing down ducks, pheasants, and quail. And duplex has shown time and time again through a wide spectrum of testing that it deserves a spot in your blind bag. Let's talk development and get some tips for making your shots count this duck season. So most of your development, you start out in, I mean, we're using UR barrels. I mean, for your velocity and your pressure, you get that and then you take it out, take it out to the range and you pattern it with, you know, you pattern it with, you know, a Benelli, a Beretta, you know, you still got your classic Remington guns. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you try to just look at it, see what, what all's a, what's common on the market currently. And you shoot it through there and you make sure you don't have any just function. We shoot them just for function at hots, colds, ambience, just to make sure you're not seeing any issues there. And then you test patterns just to see. Is there anything it's not doing well in? Okay. So, That's good to know. And you're testing different kinds of constrictions and choke tubes. Most of what we tested was the full choke just because there is a, um, we adhere to Sammy and Sammy's got a spec out for, for a target pattern or a field pattern. Um, at, it's 40 yards with a full choke. So that's most of what the actual testing we did. Now we are working with some choke manufacturers currently to get you a little bit more data on, you know, if you're shooting this through a modified and what, what modified choke you're using and, so we'll have some more of that data out, but most of our actual developments through a full choke. Are you so when you're patterning? Are you shooting paper gel blocks? Are you shooting clays? What are you doing? Most of the time, it's paper. You okay. know? Um, we did we did for some um, pictures and just to see what it did. Sh- shoot some gel, and um, mm-hmm. that's not something that I've only been here a year. It's my first actual like waterfowl project to do, so I don't know if that's something that we commonly did. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was pretty cool just to see. Because, I mean, that shows you your penetration on a bird and what, what you can expect from it. So, I mean, typically you're mainly just shooting paper for patterns. Um, I haven't shot clays with it. That might be a... I think that'd be a fun adventure. So, continue this at the sporting range. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously when, you look, when, you're, when you're shooting paper, you're trying to get a count right, right. inside that. And 
But I think going back and shooting the gelatin, I mean that's how we that's how we judge pistol and rifle rounds. No, oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Terminal so performance. We're, terminal performance. There's terminal performance in a BB. You have to understand what that pellet is doing when it hits its target. Mm-hmm. Is it is it going if it's going an inch deep in, that's not very lethal. When I'm going three inches in, completely changes everything. Then when you've got some that we saw some BBs that went, how was that going? Eight or ten? I don't a goose, know. Eight or yeah. ten inches of goose doesn't stand a chance. You know, so right. so but you that's something we didn't know until we shot it. So now we understand what our product is doing downrange and what we expect it to do. And we when looking at that, we have complete confidence that we'll dispatch our game with any without any problem. Yeah, especially on those goose, you got to get through the down and all that yeah. fat on yeah. them, right? Yeah, big dudes. Yeah, big dudes. Um, Ronnie, you mentioned your, you said you're counting pellets when you're patterning. What what does that mean? Talk about that. So, you know, what, like he mentioned, Mullico, we have Sammy Standard has forty yards, a thirty inch circle. Okay. Right? So we know what the pellet count and how much is in that in that shot before we pull the trigger. Well, then we go down and we count and see how much of that shot hits is inside that thirty inch circle. So the higher the number, the higher percentage. Sure. Right. The better the, the, better the pattern. Right. 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 Yeah. So um, <laughs> we saw some really good numbers with this. Um, we had a, we had a couple with a BB by four and BB by two, where it was quicker to count what was outside the circle. Wow. Yeah. No kidding. Okay. So that's you could really take good. what was outside the circle and say, "Holy smokes!" Right. <laughs> yeah. That's that's a little bit crazy. That's cool to hear. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So so now let's. We think about that. Now, we've got to look, like he said, it's full Sammy standard. I don't recommend shooting a full choke barrel. You're, you're constricting yourself. Mm-hmm. But if I know that it's cap- what its capability is, so when I go to that modified tube or I go to that improved cylinder, that, that gets larger at 40 yards. And for me as a, as a shooter, if I'm off a little bit, the chances of me taking a bird is greatly increased, right? I'm not, I'm not over-choking myself. I'm, I'm not handicapping myself. But I know that I've got a, a, a load that will perform at that distance with that more open tube. And, and you got to know where you're heading too. I mean, I know some folks will go out and I think more people are patterning their turkey guns, which is a really good thing. But I, I even tell folks, hey, even your duck gun, I mean, yeah, you might go out and shoot some clays with it, know where you're at, but still take that thing out, take your load and just pattern it up on a board, see where you're at. Well, I, this last week I bought a new light modified tube for my Browning 725. I've not shot it yet at a target, but I'm going to take it out before I go Saturday yeah. and shoot, I'm going to go shoot some paper and look at it and see what it looks like between the improved cylinder and the light modified. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot them side by side on the same board, two pieces of paper, and just see what they do. You, if you don't know, how do you know what you're throwing down range? So uh, you don't go deer hunting without shooting your rifle. Right, right, yeah. Right? You get a brand new shotgun or you get a brand new choke tube and you don't see what it's doing, that's a lot of hope and faith. I'm more, I'd like to know. Well, right? just, just knowing, hey, you're, you're a little low or it hangs yeah. a little to the left or, you know, hey, this, you know what, I tested this choke tube and I looked at the manufacturer's specs and it's matching up. I mean, just kind of having that confidence in your setup. That's important. I, I, I think people take for granted that they're going to get a shotgun that when they shoot it, it's going to hit right where they're looking, right? A field gun set at 50-50, right? right. Um, uh, but if you get out of it, we all have different cheekbones, Right. We all have different. Uh, we look at things different. We hold a gun a little different. That's why these companies send shims in these guns when you get them. So you need to understand that impact. We can give you whatever shell you want. 
But if you don't know where that shotgun's hitting, it don't make a difference what you get. Right? You can't shoot. It doesn't matter what you, you shoot. Yeah, you got to yeah, know. Yeah. yeah, That's right. That's hilarious. Yeah. I mean, you got to see where you're shooting and shoot where you're seeing. Yeah. Boy, ain't that funny how that works, right? <laughs> that's good. Well, and I mean, you guys know you they're finally coming in. You've been waiting all morning. You know, you got the decoys ready. You got up butt crack of dawn, right? Yep, Super yep. early. You take all that time, energy and effort and then you you miss. Mm-hmm. Oh, you yeah. know, like that's oh, yeah. that's the worst part. So just knowing where you need to be and where you're at, I and I get it. We sell ammo, so it's easy for us to say. But take a couple shells and, you know, pattern it up and just see where you're at. So where's that? Yeah. Yeah, especially yeah. late season where you get the smart ducks. You might only see one duck yeah. that whole trip. They, yeah. You have to be smart and you duck. That's for sure, right? So <laughs> You're just not hunting the right place. So you know, hard. <laughs> you don't see one duck, you're in the same spot. Sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's yeah. hard to be yeah. smart. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some struggle, don't they? <laughs> have it guys remington is on the rise like comment subscribe and be sure to share this podcast with your hunting or shooting buddies be on the lookout for the next episode you can find us anywhere you can stream podcasts and for more remington content follow us on all social media platforms at remington 1816 if you have any questions or have a topic you'd like us to talk about feel free to email us at podcast at remington.com that's p-o-d-c-a-s-t at remington.com. Thanks for listening.